Hello and welcome everybody to Today in Space. We're here for an episode, a segment of People of Science where we dive into all the different diverse spectrum of people that are involved in science. And we have one of those people here with us today. We have Georgia with us. Uh, Georgia, thank you for being on the show. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, glad to be here. So uh, we let's let's tell the folks uh, how we met and uh, how, how we got acquainted. So we went to we both got accepted to the NASA social event, the CRS-19 launch for SpaceX. Um, what, what, first of all, what did you think about that launch? That was my that was my first launch. I don't know about you. <laughs> it was not my first launch, but it was my first SpaceX launch. OK, so what was your yeah. first launch? My first launch was actually a NASA launch. Uh, it was one of the last launches of the shuttle era. So. Oh, oh that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm a little jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Um, so when, uh, what, what brought you to applying to that NASA shuttle? So I'm, I'm interested what, what kind of, what, what events brought you there? Why, why'd you sign up for it? Was it just another opportunity to see a launch or? <laughs> yeah. So, um, as an intern, that's my background, obviously I've been a NASA intern twice. And uh, all things hopefully going according to plan, I've been accepted for a third internship this summer. That's but, awesome. um, so thank you. Um, <laughs> they reached out to all the interns that were there and they were like, hey, if you happen to also be a creative minded person with a social media, you should try this thing. And I was like, well, I, I don't know if they want a cosplayer to be on a NASA social, but then they had the emphasis where they wanted people from all different backgrounds. Mm. So I was like, I'll give it a go. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm 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 amazed. You know, the, the NASA social program. I've been involved in it, or at least been applying to it for years now. It's almost as long as this podcast has been around. Um, and it's changed a lot. I went. Um, I got my first one was to the New Horizons mission uh, for Pluto. That was uh, down in APL in Maryland, um, and it's changed a lot since then. So uh, it's cool to see that they're they're even using it internally. You know, just trying to spread the word. However however they can getting people interested in to spread the word. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, so we've, we, you talked about the, we're, we're here to talk about your, your internship at NASA. And then of course your passion crossover of, of cosplay. Um, so I want to go back a little bit and I want to talk about, cause one of the things I want to do with this segment and ex expose for people is like, where was your, what, what was your earliest memory of science? Like when, when did it click? When did you know that this is something you wanted to do? Mm-hmm. Well, I had always been a sciencey kid. Um, I probably drove my mother up a wall because I would bring glass jars full of bugs into the house. <laughs> um, and I'd do little science experiments by mixing like baking powder with soap. Like it wouldn't even produce a reaction. It just looked cool. Mm -hmm. um, so I had always been a sciencey kid and I had liked science the most out of anything else taught in school. But I didn't really have a direction for a long time. I was just kind of like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. And uh, so when I actually did kind of get focused on NASA was when I saw that first launch. Um, so this was back, this was April 2010, so like nice 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had been in Florida for spring break with my family. Um, we were going to like the touristy Disney, but we had also stopped by the Space Center. Mm. And uh, I remember because it was a very, very early launch and I was woken up at about 5 a.m. I was like, Mom whatever this is, cannot be worth it. <laughs> and she's like, you'll see, you'll see. And then I remember I was standing in a, a golf course field, actually. Mm. And uh, they had 
a bunch of other people that were just kind of milling about on the grass. And I was like, what is going on? And I hadn't realized that we were that close to the Kennedy Space Center. And uh, there was a launch at 6 a.m. that day. So I remember I was just watching uh, the skyline, just waiting for something to happen. And then there's a sudden flash of bright light. And you're like, is the sun coming up? Is the world ending? I don't know. <laughs> and then you kind of see it like go across the sky. And it's, I don't know, it's breathtaking, really. I can't even explain it. <laughs> yeah, man, I totally, I'm there with you. I, my, so went to school for this stuff uh, to learn about rocket science and never experienced it until that NASA social. And it, you're right, nothing describes it. Like you, you really do have to be there. And I didn't get that till I saw the Falcon 9. And that, I mean, comparatively, I'm sure the the shuttle was much louder and mu even more of a of an experience because Falcon 9 is not that big of a rocket. But um, wow, that's pretty cool. That's that's so you were always a sciencey kid. Was there a was there a science class or what was your favorite class growing up? Do you remember? Do you have one? Um, for a while, I had wanted to be a nurse, and that dream persisted until I got to biology, and I could not memorize for the life of me. <laughs> Dude, I'm totally there with you. <laughs> <laughs> so my dreams were dashed then. But after that, I started to pick up physics, which um, a lot of people were telling me not to do because they were like, oh, it's so much math. It doesn't make sense. Don't do it. But then like I did it and it was fun and I got good at it. So I was like, that's it. I'm committed. Nice. Nice. Hardcore. I like it. I like it. Uh, <laughs> do you have a uh, do you have a favorite planet? OK, if we choose purely for aesthetic reasons, I would have to say Saturn. I mean, it's got the rings, it's huge, it's pretty baller. Mm -hmm. uh, but in an overall rubric score, I think Earth has to be my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's uh, that's understandable, totally. Um, what's your position on Pluto, with it being a dwarf planet now and reclassified? <laughs> so I actually, I got the opportunity to go to the International uh, Aeronautical Conference um, last year. And I got to see Jim Bridenstine, and he talked for 10 whole minutes about why Pluto was a planet. Oh, okay. He has been pushing that pretty hard, uh, I will say. Mm -hmm. Man, what was that conference like? Oh, it was, it was kind of funny, actually, because it was just like the conventions I'm used to and that I go for for like nerdy things. Mm -hmm. But it was like a science-based convention, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Were there a lot of people with, uh, I mean, just, was it a lot of like um, foam board, like uh, thesis and like projects or was it, was it other, like, I don't know, that's, it's the first thing I think of as a science conference, but. Yeah, it was a little bit more commercial than that, actually. So they had the big boys there. They had NASA, they had ESA, they had a bajillion other agencies from other countries. And uh, everybody had like demos of the things they were trying to build. Hmm. Um, and some people had like rocket parts, which was really interesting. Um, and they had a lot of freebies to give away. <laughs> nice. Got it. Oh, some good science swag. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so going back to the internship. So you said you've done two now and you, you've just got accepted for your third. Again, congratulations. Um, what, what got you to decide to apply for the first one? So uh, ever since I saw that first launch 10 years ago, I had been like kind of hooked on the idea. Um, so we had been coming back for spring break into Florida because where else does a typical suburban family go? And uh, <laughs> it was one of the other times we had gone to the Kennedy Space Center, probably about the third time I'd been there. And we were on the tour and I remember we were on the bus 
So the bus part of the tour goes right past the VAB, the Vehicle Assembly Building. And uh, I remember my mom turning to me and going, you know, they probably take interns that apply. And I was like, mom, this is NASA. They don't want us. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, all right, if mom said so, I should at least give it a shot. Mm. So it was just that little extra push just to kind of make you think that it's even possible, just to kind of plant the mm -hmm. seed. And that's all it took. Yep. Well, how old were you when you got accepted for your first internship? Um, so I got the email that I was accepted. Uh, it was, I think, 4th of July weekend, 2019. Cool. Oh, cool. So you've <laughs> just been kind of going back to back with this. That's so much fun. Okay. Mm -hmm. So take me through, and I know you probably can't share everything, but I, I am really <laughs> interested to know, like, what you've been working on. Like, it, it, did it change from internship to internship? Do you, like, is it like a rotation program where you work on different things? Just tell me about it. Yeah, so basically they have a website um, called NASA Force where you can apply to internships and they have a bunch of projects listed by like a general description of what you'd be doing and the skills that they're hoping an intern would have in applying. Right. So um, actually the first time I applied was over the summer of 2019 and I didn't get accepted. Okay. But uh, for the fall, I had been accepted to the, uh, basically it's the brain of Kennedy Space Center where they manage a lot of incoming information from other parts of the center. So we have a part that studies life science. We have a part that studies cryogenics. We have a part that studies propulsion. And uh, all those pieces kind of develop information within each other, and then they get sent to one big place that assembles it. So that was my job. <laughs> and it was a lot of Excel. It was like Excel all day. <laughs> Excel, you don't, you don't realize how magical Excel is like you literally mm -hmm. do everything from I mean almost anything I mean I remember designed a friggin uh, a mission to Mars in Excel and when I that time <laughs> I did that I was like okay we can do anything let's do this <laughs> that's cool okay um and so did you work did you work in the brain uh both both times and kind of build on the work from I before was, I was in the brain for the first one uh, and then for the second one, I was in the brain again, but they actually kind of low-key ran out of work for me to do. Hmm. Uh, so I was doing a lot of job shadows to the other directorates, uh, which are all the other entities that work at Kennedy. And uh, I had found a really nice project designing circuits with the Applied Physics Lab. So oh. that was super duper fun. Oh man, that's so much fun. That, that sounds, you know, you mentioned something and I, I had talked to another friend that works at NASA and that's something that's different than I think at least my experience, and I think if someone works not in the government sector, like NASA is, is um, you know, you kind of end up like if you work for, uh, for an example, you work for like a machine shop, you know, you might do some milling, you might work within the office, maybe you do some computer work, but that's kind of it. And it's with with your experience, and, and I think at NASA in general as a government employee, um, you kind of just get sent around, it seems, to wherever mm -hmm. you're needed. Um, and if, if you do run out of work, they're like, okay, guess what? You're doing this now. <laughs> does that sound, <laughs> does that sound accurate? Yeah, definitely. So you have to be adaptable, I think is one of the number one qualifications they like in people that work at NASA. Um, cause if you get a new project, you don't necessarily know what resources you have to use for said project, which means you might have to teach yourself. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. So that's a perfect segue into what kind of advice you might have for someone that is, you know, at this moment going like, Hey, yeah, I would like to internship for NASA right now. What, what can I do? What are the things I need to work on or, or prepare for if I want to do that? Okay. So I'll make this a, a four-pronged battle plan, okay? 
Okay, so the first thing is you have to like kind of mentally hype yourself up because when you first like think about it, you're like, oh my God, these people put men on the moon. Why do they want me? Ditch that out of your head right now. <laughs> because like I went into it thinking, oh man, I don't have any experience. I don't know if they even want me. I don't know if I have the skills that they want. And I had already been rejected from at least a dozen other internship or research applications. So I was like, all right. <laughs> um, but if you if you think you're not worth it, like that's totally not true. And even if you think, okay, they only hire rocket scientists, that's again, totally not true. They have like communications departments, they have a legal office. So if you are good at something, NASA will probably need you. So that's the first thing. Yeah. Um, the second that. thing, <laughs> thanks. Um, the second thing is they have a portion in the application where you can write an essay about why you want to work for NASA. So I've had some other fellow interns just kind of write, well, NASA is cool. I like rockets. Please hire me. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, your essay is really a good place to like shine. Um, the first line of my essay, which was really super, super geeky, was if aliens landed on Earth and wanted to see the culmination of all humanity has been and could be, I'd show them NASA. And my mentor always reminds me that that line was so quirky, but he was one of the, that was one of the big reasons that he chose me for the project. Mm. So make sure, step two, make your essay like 100% like your personality and really show your enthusiasm. Mm. Um, for three and four, which are both a little bit more technical. Um, so for three, Make sure that you build up a lot of skills. Um, so NASA naturally likes a lot of people that have uh, hard skills like programming, skills with Excel, um, and those kind of hard skills. But they also like soft skills. So if you're part of a, a sports team and you've had a captain role or you've just been in teamwork, just emphasize all your skills. Like you are your brand, sell yourself. <laughs> um, and my fourth thing to mention with that is that uh, the database for the internships, it's, they get a bajillion applicants. Um, so for the projects I had been applying to, I could have been one out of 200 people that was applying to that project, mm. which those odds are very terrifying. <laughs> yep. But um, so the system makes it easier for the mentors by uh, sorting things by keywords. So if you want to make sure you use things like teamwork, leadership, experience, and any other general kind of coding keywords, if you're looking for a more technical job, uh, make sure you include it in your application because the mentors will filter out by those particular things. So if you don't mention that you know Excel in your resume, they're not going to know. Right. That's a pro, honestly, that's a pro tip, man. And, and just in interviewing in general, like there is so much, and I'm, they must have, like you said, uh, too many people to look at, and it's daunting on both sides, right? The people hiring and the people trying to get in. Um, mm -hmm. But you're right. You you need to know what you know. I think a lot of people. I know I've I've been in the job hunting process, and it gets it gets ugly sometimes. You know, you don't hear anything at all. And you're right. Focusing on on the system that's at hand and making sure that you you work the system. That's such a huge thing that so many people don't think about. So I'm I'm glad that you said that. Mm -hmm. That that four prong approach that's great. I love that. I thank you for, for sharing <laughs> that. Um, so let's let's talk about um, 
the future space. You know, you're 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 kind of at the front lines here of uh, everything that's going on, uh, doing your your part. Um, what are you most excited for with the future space? And that anything in the current news or you know anything that you could see in the future that you're excited for in space. Um, so one of the big things that's been kind of buzzing around NASA, and before we transition to teleworking, a lot of people like in the in the lunchrooms and everything would be really excited to hear about uh, is the SpaceX and Boeing crewed flight tests coming up. So we haven't launched anybody from Cape Canaveral in a long time. So everyone at the Space Coast is really excited to see people back in rockets again, launching from Florida. Yeah, I mean, it's super exciting. The 2011, since the shuttle was retired. So we're almost at 10 years. And yeah, sending humans is such a whole new, it's a whole, it's a whole new thing. And I, I think so much of, so much of what, the nation and the world knows of NASA is human spaceflight. You know, going to the moon, obviously, but also the shuttle. And I think when the shuttle got retired, it just did such a uh, a pain to the brand of NASA that so many people. I mean, I don't know about you, but I still have people coming up asking, like, does NASA still exist? Maybe less now, but in the last <laughs> five years, people would ask, like, do they even still do stuff? It's like, yeah, man, they do a lot of things. They're just not sending people. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I had a very funny experience while I was traveling to the uh, the Congress um, in October of last year. I had gotten an Uber driver that was driving me from the convention center to uh, the place I was staying. And she was like, so what are you here for? And I was like, well, there's a conference and I'm here like for NASA to post on social media. And she was like, NASA's still around? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's it's weird. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But when we start launching humans again, man, it's gonna mm -hmm. be it's gonna get excited, and the Cape is gonna get flooded with people on those beaches again, which is gonna be uh, really really cool. So we've, I agree. That's I'm I'm really excited about that with space coming up here. Let's let's shift to your other passion, uh, cosplay. What got you into it? Yeah. So uh, one interesting thing is I think a lot of people don't realize that uh, there's a lot of techie people that are also kind of creatives. Um, just for a background, we had about 40 interns at Kennedy um, this past spring, and myself and two others were cosplayers. So we're more prolific than you think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've, I've always been a nerd. Um, my first game was Star Wars Battlefront II for the original Xbox. <laughs> that game came out in 2005, so I've been dedicated. <laughs> You've been in it. Yeah. So I remember um, while I was younger, I was like Googling pictures from my favorite video games so I could print them out and hang them on my wall. And I saw pictures of people that were cosplaying. And I was like, people play dress up when they're older than 10. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to give it a try. And I did. And now I'm here. <laughs> yeah. So what have been some of your favorites that you've done? Oh, gosh. Uh, so my, fr my, uh, my first cosplay was in 2012, um, so I've been at this for eight years. Um, my first cosplay was Maka from Soul Eater, which is a really phenomenal anime. Um, and now I think my top two favorites are my newest cosplay, which is Thor uh, from Marvel. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, Pira from the show Ruby. Mm. And do you make all your outfits yourself? Yep, I do. <laughs> cool. So that that's a cool combination of like a bunch of different skills that you've picked up probably over the years, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. 
Yeah. So I ended up having to teach myself sewing. Um, my mom helped me out at first, but I got like really impatient. So I was like, okay, my mom works nine to five, but if I want to work myself on cosplay nine to five, then I got to teach myself to sew. <laughs> so I did that. And then there's just a ton of resources online for everything else, um, including sewing, but uh, for like the armor making aspect, for making props uh, and all that. So, yeah. All right. What other, so uh, are you, have you done just sewing? What other types of, of things have you gone into? You worked with like foam and plastic and wood or? Yeah, um, I tend not to use wood because it's really heavy and uh, I have weak noodle arms. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't want to carry that around all day. That's but uh, a lot of cosplayers use something that's called a thermoplastic, hmm. which is a plastic where you apply heat to it and it kind of uh, softens up into like a cookie dough kind of texture. Hmm. Um, so I use that and I create a lot of my armor. And so when it cools off again, it cools into that hard plastic so you can kind of hit it and it's fine. Um, so yeah, I use foam and thermoplastic in armor making. Um, I've picked up 3D printing recently because nice. I got a 3D printer. Awesome. And I've obviously still been sewing after all this time. <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's uh, the hands-on things. I mean, I don't know, for me has been where I learn the most, like just being hands-on and like, I don't know, if, if I can get my hands on something, I don't even necessarily need my sight. Like, obviously it's great to have it, but like I learned mm -hmm. so much from that tactile feedback. Um, I'm sure you probably think, think of the same, right? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so you mentioned 3D printing. Uh, what do you have as a 3D printer? Uh, I have a monoprice voxel. So it's basically uh, a cube microwave shaped kind of 3D printer, not open air, um, which is nice because I'll be moving between my internship, my house, my college dorm. So I needed something a little bit more movable. <laughs> yeah, a little robust. Yeah, I hear you. Mm -hmm. No, that's very cool. Do you use, are you using like PLA and PTG or mm -hmm. have you gone the uh, the ASA route yet? I'm still using just PLA. It's the best for cosplay I've found because it has the kind of the balance of the lightweightness and the hardness and the sturdiness. Um, but I would be interested after I get pretty good at it <laughs> to branch out into other materials. Yeah. ASA is one that I'm going to be using soon. I guess it's because it's uh super light it's a lot less dense mm -hmm. so um you, you can get a lot a lot of strength but still keep light so you don't have to worry about carrying so much weight so that's pretty cool um i'll let you know how it goes i'll let you know how it goes yeah <laughs> um okay pretty cool thank you i i man it, it it's so nice to hear one of the things i think a lot of people you mentioned it already but people uh when they when they think scientists I think a lot of people think white coat lab a beaker you know it's like <laughs> and it it's really not that i mean there's so much more to it and i think there's way more creative people than i think a lot of people even even can imagine um so man yeah thank you so much for being on the show i really do appreciate it yeah glad to be here so when does your next internship start uh do you know yet uh so knock on wood uh it should be starting june 1st so awesome. hopefully everything i know yeah we're recording this a little early i'm not sure when this will come out probably in a few weeks but um you were still in the midst of coronavirus and then the lockdown so mm -hmm. have they did you do any kind of remote work uh with your second one or um yeah so did? i'm actually finishing up the second one now um so i've been teleworking which has been an interesting experience doing 
rocket science stuff yeah. while still in my pajamas. <laughs> That's the dream, honestly. Honestly. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool, man. Well, I wish you luck, man. Uh, all the best with your with your third internship. And uh, let me ask, where, where would you like to go with your career? Where, what do you see as your future with NASA or with, with space and science? Where do you, where would you like to go? Oh, well, I mean, after three semesters, knock on wood, three semesters at NASA, I think I'm pretty sold on staying there. So um, actually, they have a special internship program called the Pathways Program, where if you do a really good job, they offer you, or they give you the chance to be converted to a full-time job at the end. So I'll be applying there in the coming months. Awesome. Uh, do you see yourself being uh, an astronaut someday? <laughs> uh, I think I'd like to get a little bit more uh, electrical engineering work done because that's the area I'd like to specialize in. But after a couple of years in the lab, I think I'd be cool to go to space. Well, most, uh, you know, a lot of them have done that. So I, I wish you all the best. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, Georgia, thank you for being on the podcast. I uh, wish you all the luck with your internship and with the Pathways program. Get, get yourself in NASA. Do some great work. And uh, just be safe. Be safe. Be good. And uh, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, do you have any last words for anyone that's that like to follow your path or, or just anyone that, that is on the edge of getting into science? What, what's, your, what's your last thoughts for them? Um... Please just try it. And if you hate it, <laughs> you don't have to do it anymore. But if you think like, oh, maybe this is for me, just maybe give it a shot. You won't regret it. At worst case scenario, you crossed one thing off your list. Perfect. Georgia, thanks again for coming on. Thank you. I want you to share where online, at least for your cosplay stuff, to get some uh, yeah. get some stuff. So where, where can the folks find you? Uh, so that would be, you could find me on Instagram at WesRes, on Twitter at WesRes Cosplay, and on YouTube at WesRes Cosplay. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode of Today in Space. <laughs>